Hey, how you doing? J-Man here, and welcome to yet another Launchpad podcast with myself. And I am very happy to be bringing on this next guest. We're actually going to have our little origin story that we're going to talk about in just a little bit, how we met, uh, because I think I know, and I, I'm pretty sure with the background that you have as a, a VA, that you're probably a little bit more likely to retain that information than myself. Uh, she is big in the mental health community. She has her very own podcast called Real Life with Lori, and she also has the Better Normal Summit starting this Thursday, and I'm really interested to dig into that a little bit later on, and I love the story behind how that came to be. So welcome to the program, Lori Miggins. Thanks so much, J-Man, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and following Tannis is such an honor, so... Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely no problem. Also want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Gallant Media. Made this shirt. Fuck COVID. I can say that. It's my (laughs) podcast. Also, Master Mandatory. Check this out. Have you seen this one on me yet? It's a kiss mask. Yeah, look at that. Well, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Same thing. Same thing. Big rock band. Big rock band. So anyways, gallantmedia.ca. Hit me up, uh, and I'll make sure that you get yourself some sweet swag. So, Lori. Mm -hmm. I believe we, we met at Collab Space, yes, at maybe one of the network, no? We, I met you a long time before that, that's probably where we had the better connection and actually when we got to know each other, but I've followed you a little bit before that, and you and I have connected a few times through different local events, but I never got on your radar until I joined the, the entrepreneur community and started getting in your face more. In my face more. And that's wild because, you know, I spent most of my career as a radio broadcaster. And as far as the networking and entrepreneurial spirit and all that kind of stuff, I really didn't have it. Uh, <laughs> so you were, how long have you been doing your, your own thing as an entrepreneur now? You're, you're a virtual assistant. That's your, that's your main gig. When did you go into business for yourself and feel free to give yourself a plug? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So as a as a virtual assistant, that just basically means that I kind of fill the holes for different smaller businesses or, you know, independent contractors. Um, you know, if they don't have time to work on their, their customer service or they don't have time to work on their administration things, I jump in and I take care of like things from data entry to graphics to social media, which a lot of entrepreneurs don't even want to have to worry about it. So that's when they hire people like me. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's it's a great career and it's a lot of fun um the intimate relationship that sounds naughty but the 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 closeness that you have with your uh your um with relationships that you have with your clients as a VA because you're involved in every aspect of their of their uh their business plus in their personal life because you're in their social media accounts um you get to know them really well and they have to have that deep trust in you not to be like, Oh, I know what uh, so-and-so did with so-and-so last night. So, yeah. Right. (laughs) Gives us some leverage when you're looking for a raise, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've used Lori a little bit myself, like off the books, off the record. She's been an incredibly helpful and valuable tool just in regards to helping me with this podcast. Uh, when you take a look at the graphics and things of that nature, I actually had the chance to sit down with Lori for a little bit and she imparted her wisdom on myself. So I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, is there somewhere that you want people to look for you online in regards to hiring you for VA services? Do you have any openings? Not currently. That's the one thing I've been really, really fortunate about with my um, with the community that we are in the entrepreneurial world. Um, like a different local groups and stuff. I actually have a little bit of a waiting list that uh, 
I'm trying to really niche down with it and I'm making time now for the mental health speaker and building up and, and blowing up the, uh, the real life with Laura and stuff. So um, if there is somebody that's in dire health that, you know, I, I, I have the select expertise and I'm, I'm willing to do a couple hours here and there for, but really I already have my, I already have my favorite clients and they help me pay my bills. So I'm, I'm right. big in mud right now. Lori Miggins is too busy for you. Sorry, misinformation, <laughs> too busy for you. Uh, and that's the greatest type of business. That's the, the most amazing problem to have exactly. uh, if you're an entrepreneur. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So I want to talk mental health. That is the reason why I have you here. And believe it or not, when I started this podcast, the last thing that I wanted to do was talk about COVID at all. The whole reason why this ended up being video is because I couldn't have people do, you know, the, yeah, in person. Thank you. <laughs> so I quickly found that while trying to have these conversations, inevitably COVID was going to come into it some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's had a wide range of effects on a whole bunch of different people. And I really thought, you know what, I think the best way that I can serve my public and my audience is to give people the tools that would be necessary, not just in the everyday environment, but somewhat the personified environment that we're living in right now. So there's a lot of people that are in course court, close quarters that usually aren't. There's some people spending maybe a little bit less time at home with the family. Uh, and where, where do you find that mental health became number one, something really important for you. This is very roundabout, <laughs> right? And, and why it was really important for you to share with others. Um, so I have a long history of being crazy. I get to call myself that cause I have the hospital papers to certify it. But um, I mean, I've always had issues with depression or, um, you know, self-esteem and stuff. And um, it was not properly diagnosed until um, my second suicide attempt in my early 30s. And um, I really had a lot of trust issues about um, opening up to even like my parents and my loved ones and my husband at the time and friends about um, what was going on with my head and what was going on with like me and why I was, you know, out of control. I was literally out of control um, and with my drinking and stuff. And as I stepped forward and start opening up to my parents and then I led on to my husband and then it led on to my friends and stuff, they really like surrounded me as a community and let me know that, you know, they were there for me for when I got the help and stuff. And I did rigorous, like I was doing nine to five Monday through Friday um, therapy to get myself better and to learn how to manage my crazies, so to speak. Um, and, I got lots of opportunity through the civic hospital, through my network, through different groups and stuff to make myself a better person and learn how to manage everything, like my manage my disorders in sobriety. And had I known that those opportunities were available during my suicide attempts, I don't think, I, I would like to think I would have made better choices. And so that's what like, uh, I'll probably get teary eyed at some point when I talk about this, but it's so 
embedded into my core to make sure that somebody else has that that opportunity or awareness. I mean, I'm not a professional. I'm a speaker. Um, I have a lot of information in my head about what resources to utilize, but my, my biggest passion is to drive the awareness that there is opportunity. There are different treatment plans. There are, you know, if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to go through um, the, the, to get the help, there is hope, there is faith, and, and there is a better life out there for you. And that's, that's basically what it comes down to. So I kind of want to speak on entrepreneurs a little bit because it's yeah. something that I'm familiar with. And then, of course, this would apply to the general public, but more specifically with an entrepreneur. I'll share some of my story with you. I know that you know some of it, but I was dating a young lady uh, many years ago who passed away. And when she passed away, it wasn't on good terms. It was sudden. If you were to talk to me about mental health before that moment, I would say that it's a bunch of bullshit. I tell you to read a book, you know, <laughs> figure it yeah. out, right? Just yeah. personal development, figure it out, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah. I found myself in an incredible depression. Uh, Everyone knows me as being the guy that loves the sun. I remember walking it onto my balcony one day and I couldn't stand the feeling of the sun on my skin. Like everything yeah. was twisted. It was very difficult for me at the time to share that with my public because as being an entrepreneur, you want to have a strong posture. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of people that if it's not just the posture with their work, potentially it's their ego and how the public is going to perceive them. What yeah. advice do you have for people like that? Uh, you know, the older me or the younger <laughs> me, I should say, right. Uh, in regards to how they can go about dealing with that and pushing past the stigma of mental health. It's really hard because like, um, we are still in a society where, um, it's kind of like, hold your own, suck it up, buttercup. But mental health is not a choice. Like it's, it's our choice to do everything we can to embedder ourselves. But if you got a situation, if life comes at you where, you know, a close friend passes or, you know, even suffering with you, you just got the wrong end of the, uh, the DNA luck where, you know, I was, I have addiction in my family. It's natural that I was probably going to ev evolve to it if I didn't know how to handle it properly. So it's, it's really knowing that, if you, it's a, it's not a choice when situations happen, but it's a, it is a choice on how you manage it. You have a choice of managing in a healthy aspect, getting help, and, and learning the best tools that are specific to you, or dealing with it in a in a poor manner, which you know obviously rolls you down a different pathway to like less healthy and, and more dangerous choices. Okay, so in saying that, let's say there's someone they know that there's something wrong. They're not mm. feeling a hundred percent but maybe they haven't bought into the fact that maybe they really do have a problem. Cause a lot of people maybe think they're just feeling normal and that's no big deal. What would be some warning signs uh, that maybe people could identify within themselves listening to this podcast right now that maybe they have a little bit bigger a problem than they think they do. There's a lot of different um, self-assessment forms out there. It really depends on the person and the type of mental health illness. Um, some of the symptoms are, it's, you know, you're not as driven as you usually are. You're not as motivated. Um, if you're a person that goes out and runs Ironman, uh, like marathons and whatnot, and you're spending all day in bed, just different triggers about you not living your healthiest lifestyle. So 
for me, it is, um, I don't get out of bed. I will have days of insomnia. Um, it's where like, I know that if I'm not being physically active, that to me is a huge sign. Um, there's other things where you could be, um, more nervous or anxious than you normally are. If you're finding out that you're either hungry or not hungry. So, you know, I'm a big snacker. I eat two to 300 calories, like every, on every hour. And that's like, I eat little bits of chunks for, that's how I normally eat. If I find that I am eating large amounts of food because I, uh, I overcame um, bulimia, uh, anorexia bulimia. Um, I know that if I start binging out on something, that's usually a warning sign for me. I'm like, okay, there's something going on with my head that I'm not too sure what's going on. Um, I need to get in touch with my counselor or get in touch with some different counseling services so I can figure out what's going crazy back here. So, right. yeah, it's, so- it's, it's any normal, out of normal behavior that um, is showing that you're Emotions aren't normally as well balanced as you do usually have them. Okay. So number one, get help, whether it be a phone line, whether it be a friend, a confidant, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And then number two, something that I just kind of pulled out of that would just be self-awareness to be very self-aware to your own subconscious thoughts, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So if you're usually a big eater, you're not eating a whole bunch. Maybe there's a problem. You're sleeping too much. You're not sleeping enough. Maybe there's a problem. Um, Not partaking in the things that usually you enjoy. That would also probably indicate that there's a problem. Okay. The other thing, one huge thing that you had mentioned about like, you know, previous year, because I was like that too, like is ego. Let go of the ego. It's okay to be crazy. I mean, for most people, it's just a quick phase where, you know, they might just need like the short-term counseling that um, thankfully our, uh, our city has free short-term counseling from three to 12 sessions. And it might not even be the full 12 sessions. It's just to help you learn, get you to talk, get you to express, to get out those feelings or those issues or whatever is going on in your, in your, your being, and then getting the right tools. Maybe you already know the tools and you just have a counselor to remind you how to use them. There, there's so many different great things out there and wonderful resources that that's what became one of my passions um, when I was getting healthy is that I was, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was only using my ODSP to pay myself and I was only able to do so many things because my anxiety. So I started researching tons and tons of information about like cost free um, mental health resources. And the amount that I found there is overwhelming. It's just that, there's no funding to bring that attention to those, those different resources. I was fortunate when I was going through my morning in regards to my mother. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's someone that's watching this that can relate uh, and quite possibly you as well. And the MLM that I was doing at the time was called live. And it Mm -hmm. just, it meshed perfectly with what I was going through at the time, living in the moment, living your best life, be a yes man, you know, do the things that you want to do, turn your bucket list into a live list. I'm not doing it anymore. So that's not a sell. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I was reeling off the loss of, of my mother. And I was able to take a lot of that energy, that, that bad energy actually, but wrap that around my work. And I actually turned it into part of my story when I was selling the brand. And in, in doing so, it was almost like a clever little way to wrap up everything that was wrong inside of me. 
And I can only imagine that there's a lot of people out there that are, that are having a hard time. They bury themselves in work, yeah. you know, or they're really successful in what they do because they're putting so much time into work. And really it's a front for a lot of pain going on behind the curtain. What do you say to a person like that? You just realize that you're overworking because there's life work balance. I mean, even if you love, you love what you do, um, you shouldn't be doing it 12 to 15 hours a day. There's days where like I, I do the same thing too. That's actually one of my signs is that if I'm at my computer between seven o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock at night, thankfully I have a partner who will literally pick me up, throw me over his shoulder and throw me down on our couch and make sure that I just have some downtime with my, my, my head off because it's, it's so easy to get engaged and distract yourself into other things instead of dealing with your own self issues that why not deal with somebody else's issues, a client's issues, a work, uh, you know, your company, whatever problem you're solving or whatever your specialty is, it's a lot easier to work on those problems than having to do the uncomfortable work on yourself. I probably should have started with this, but I wasn't sure how intimate we we're going to get in regards to our sharing and we're doing pretty good. <laughs> Always open. Always. You know, so if you wouldn't mind diving a little bit deeper, it obviously sounds, and I don't know too much about this part of your life. Um, not as intimately as I would like. And I guess I'm, I might learn here with everyone yeah. else. Uh, but you know, what is your story you know, because I have a feeling that, that it's quite profound and there might be somebody uh, that, that's watching that can really relate to what you're going through or quite possibly take a look and evaluate what's going on in their lives and say, you know what, shit, it's not that bad. You know, let's, let's get to work now so I don't have to dig myself too deep out of this hole. Sure. So it starts with me coming out of my mom. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we're going way back. We don't have time. Yeah, I was going to go out and say something a little bit more profane, but I'll restrict myself since <laughs> on air. Um, so I've always been a bit of a loner as a kid. I've always had issues connecting with others. And I was bullied profusely right up until, um, you know, high school. And in high school, as I learned to slowly adapt um, into a social atmosphere, like, hey, people actually do like me. I'm, I'm sort of cool. Um I also learned what alcohol was and alcohol brought out what I thought was the best of me. So, I mean, I was drinking since the age of 15 to help me with managing my, uh, my, uh, my emotions and helping me manage with a social atmosphere. And then, um, when I was 18, I was, I was raped. Um, and that's, um, that just, and that was like the trigger basically. That was the thing that made my head go, I'm crazy. So, and, and then, um, I never really dealt with it. I went to, I like, I internalized it and then college, it came out, all the emotions and the trauma came out as an eating disorder. And my dad at that point, like I had lost close to a hundred pounds and I was a stick. Um, he was like, what the fuck is going on with you? And I just broke down and I told him everything. It's around me emotional. And so that was my first time of experiencing that support system and experiencing what, um, healthy living could do because after I went to the Hopewell Center in Ottawa for eating disorders and I really started practicing what was it about and how to manage myself in eating and getting a healthy relationship um and learning because I never I never really barfed or anything from my bulimia I spent like five to six hours daily in the in the gym and learning how to have a healthy relationship with the gym um that was my first experience of how to live healthy so I gained that and then I got out of routine and I started drinking again as I got, you know, moved up in levels in life. And it got to the point where 
I was living downtown with my fiance at the time and my best guy friend. And I went back to old routines where I internalized everything, kept drinking. And then my daughter came along after all, you know, the, the development of everything. And then I'm like, I, I can't keep doing this. Like I, I, I need her to not be like me. <laughs> and so I, I, that was my start of, um, trying to be sober, but it was hard after 20, like 10, 15 years of, of drinking or however long it was. Um, so I fell off that wagon. I tried multiple 12 step programs. They weren't, I just couldn't connect with them. Um, I tried different, uh, you know, self-help and counseling, nothing really connected the dots. And it got to the point where I was cheating on my husband. I was drinking. I was, um, you know, anything that you hear typical, alcoholics do I definitely tried it the only thing I didn't try is anything hard drugs but um I got to the point where it all like I'd done so many terrible things that I um I ended up in a hot I ended up in a hotel room after cheating on my husband he came with my dad after me swallowing some pills and um they brought me to the hospital it's all kind of a phasey memory from help there scenario phase over another year same kind of scenario and then it was there that um, they properly diagnosed me because they thought I was borderline and I don't, they thought it was a whole bunch of different things. And my proper diagnosis is um, borderline personality with general anxiety disorder. Um, and that took, that's when I got like, I did the rigorous therapy and stuff, but um, my husband and I finally came to terms that we weren't meant to be. We we're the best of friends and we love each other so much and he gets along with my partner now like he is part of he is part of the family he practically lives here sometimes but um uh it was through him supporting me while i was while we were separating and um my parents really being the fallback for me that i ended up just finally taking a chance of getting sober properly after like a really bad month of drinking and that's it's been kind of like step-by-step step from there. <laughs> I always say, and this is not to minimize anybody's problems that might be listening to the podcast right now, uh, but I usually use this analogy of, you know, 10 people at the table, you know, you're one of 10 and everyone puts mm -hmm. their problems in the middle of the table. <laughs> you know, you think your life sucks and there's a lot of trouble and, oh my God, what am I going to do? And nine times out of 10, you'd be happy to take your problem back off the table uh, uh -huh. and leave with it. Hopefully deal with it, but no matter what you're going through, uh, no matter how horrible your story is, there's somebody out there that's going through the same or something worse. Uh, you know, so number one, just practicing gratitude. I say that a million times, you know, mm -hmm. just be grateful sometimes even for the problems that you do have, yeah. uh, because in doing so, I'm assuming that helps you get through them. Yeah. And, well, oh, please go ahead. I'm totally going to interview on this one. Like, and this, I speaking about gratitude and stuff. Um, it took me, a good I would say up until this year to live a healthier life and stuff but I've known people to go if you're gonna like you know put things on a radar and if in my mind I've gone through like this they, their things are like way up here and like having to deal with like such a shitty lifestyle and they're like multimillionaires now because of like how well they got themselves therapy and, and, and bettered themselves so they're, that's what I mean there's, there's always hope <laughs> that's right sky's the limit yeah and I think this will make a uh, nice segue into your Better Normal Summit, sure. which I think is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. You had a problem, and like most entrepreneurs, <laughs> you need to solve that problem, and you did it for yourself. Uh, so tell people the story in regards to 
how this came along. It started with rejection and then you decided to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to turn this into something positive. Yeah. So, um, I'm by default tenacious and, um, if I don't get something, I figure out a way to get it for myself instead. If it's not the opportunity is given to me and I don't successfully get it or, you know, want it, I'll go figure out a way for myself to complete it. So with, um, the better life or the better normal summit, um, we were, me and a couple of other local people, uh, were up for a TEDx talk online. And I mean, being a speaker, that's like one of the things I want beside my name is TEDx or TED speaker, right? It gives me that little bit of validation accreditation. And so I was out, I, I was outvoted for out of like 10 speakers to, uh, be part of this TEDx. And I know that there was a lot of people that did vote for me. So I was like, well, I wasn't, I don't, I'm not part of this TEDx uh, event, but you know, I, I know a lot of people have confidence in me. Why the hell not run one myself? So that's exactly what I did is I went and I, um, I'm thankful to work with a mutual contact of ours, Jeremy Dimension, who's been plenty, I mean, on plenty of different summits and things. And so I got to resource him to see how a summit's run and how to put it together and then I looked on like my client list and a lot of them are already in like the different categories that I wanted to fulfill. So even before I could like go to, I mentioned to them like, Hey, so I'm going to organize this because it seems like something I want to do next. Every single person that um, is part of the summit has either said before I could even ask them, Hey, how do, can I help you? Or as soon as I did ask them, it was a yes before I could finish the question. So. Right. And so yeah. tell people what the Better Normal Summit is uh, and why you decided to ask on some of the speakers that you did. Absolutely. So the Better Normal Summit is is basically um, just, it's, we keep hearing the uh, the new normal or the the next normal or whatever. And I thought the title, um, thankfully, I get a friend who helped me, I think she actually even came up to the, the idea of the better normal instead of living the new normal make it a better one. This is an opportunity for us to take such a shitty situation of COVID and step it up a little bit and, and come out of it practicing better things for our mental wellness. So what it is, is that I brought together seven different speakers, including myself, to give different strategies and tools on how to live as we're, how to live mentally better as we're, as the, as the world's opening up and as the, uh, the economy's, uh, you know, opening up again for us and we're able to like engage with each other and, and figure out what's, what's the next step. So, um, there's different people like Dr. Luke Mailer, who is a personal trainer, a chiropractor. Um, he, he, you know, he's done different certifications in nutrition and whatnot in the physical world. And I reached out to him like, Hey, do you mind, um, giving us some information, you might be a speaker, uh, giving different strategies and tips for how to use, um, you know, nutrition and physical activity to better yourself. And he said, yes. And then Scott Rust, who's a habit coach and, you know, he's all about work-life harmony. Um, he's he's going to be speaking to actually specifically to professionals and entrepreneurs on the show to discuss on like how to live, um, how to get out of the daily, the trap of the daily grind. Um, Sarah Weiss, who's connected to people like Les Brown and like, I think Brendan Bouchard and like all the different motivational speakers that you know of, she's been on different kind of stages with them and she's local and I happen to be connected with her. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be put on the summit. Do you, do you mind being on and just talk? I'm like you get freedom to talk about whatever you want because this is your arena. And she's like, yeah, how about limiting, how about healing, limiting beliefs and, and, you know, negativity within yourself. And so she's going to be speaking about that. 
um, Daryl Bandero, who's in the, the funding world and the AI world, um, I thankfully get to be, uh, to be his VA and know what his schedule is like. And he is the, honestly, the best person I know ever that's worked with best work-life balance. So it was natural for me to ask him like, Hey, I know, I know how well you live your life. Do you mind coming on and giving just again, different professionals how to live a better life or like how you maintain that work-life balance? Cause I know he'll schedule in time with it. He literally puts in his schedule spend time with wife discussing this or, you know, spend yeah. time he's into ultimate Frisbee. He's like, spend time throwing the disc at this time. I'm like, oh, I want to be just like you. So different, like, and then Mike Wood, I mean, he's like every small businesses in Canada's hero right now for being able to like how he's, you know, getting at the government in front of the government and, and saying, Hey, we need more for different small businesses for funding and help and stuff. But like, how does that help him be engaged? How he, engages with the community to motivate and drive him so just right yeah it, it goes on and on there's there's yeah. so many different things and then on top of it um because i'm so passionate about it i made a playbook so there's like not only places where you can take notes as the the as the speakers are going and a little bit about the speakers but there's also different tips and strategies in the playbook itself that's really awesome and the url for that if people want to get registered is this a free event it's or is completely there a church? free completely no, free there you free. go so there's no yeah. reason not to yeah, so it's uh, bit.ly uh, forward slash the uh, the Better Normal Summit, and it brings you right to the right to it. Fantastic. And, it's, and it's Thursday. It's actually only one night. It's an hour and a half of concentrated information. We're going to be recording it and sending it out to the people that do register, so you'll be able to take that information in and use, utilize it over and over again. That's a great service. Thank you for that, Lori. Yeah. Easy yeah. <laughs> and now you're also a fellow podcaster. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to harness my 17 years of experience and, and do this podcast. And I have found it to be a little bit nerve wracking. Being in front of a camera period was something that I would have never done. I think COVID was the only way uh, for this to happen. And I, I'm really enjoying the process. And for me, as, as I mentioned earlier, this kind of evolved into being something that I didn't think it was going to be. When you started your podcast, Real Life with Lori, uh, you had an idea of where you wanted to be, uh, mm -hmm. how, how much of that has come to fruition, and uh, oh, what, wow. what is the, the one thing that, that you've learned the most so far doing your podcast? I've become more of an extrovert. So one, denying your beautiful face to, in front of video is just is, is, is harm to the whole world, Jason. Second, <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Second, um, I love, I love being in front of the camera because I'm an, I'm an introvert and part of my anxiety is part, is the engagement, um, in the outside world. So I get to be in my office in front of the camera and I, I get to be an extrovert and connect with people. I personally, this is like the best opportunity with me. Um, and so again, with referencing back to Jeremy, um, I was able to figure out because he runs his own uh, his own show. I was able to see his his connections and stuff. I'm like, well, I've always wanted to be a, in front of the camera, and a bucket list is to be in, you know be on TV before the age of 40. Um, so it was you know like, and I love bringing out people's successes and their challenges and successes. It was just a natural evolution for me. Like it cost me 30 bucks a month, or you can do it for free um, to get on TV to get onto media. I mean, I do have a bit of an ego. I'm not going to lie. I like being known, <laughs> but being, being able to know to be able to bring up the issues of mental health and, and mental awareness, health or mental health awareness. 
um, I'm like, okay, so how do I make this so I can have somebody that's notable? So for instance, for you, um, or, you know, some celebrity, but also bring the average person into it was, it was easy for me to like, I want people to know that you can overcome. So I, people get on discussing about their challenges and their successes. It just says real people, real challenges, real successes. And that's what it's about. It's just how people are challenged currently and, you know, taking the steps to overcome how people have already overcome or the professionals that help them. And I've learned so much. Like I've had, I had a shamanic healer a couple weeks ago and she probably was the most educational podcast that I had where I'm like, I didn't even know that shamanic healing existed. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really and cool. Where, people can, where, where can people find recordings of the show if they haven't um, seen it can, already? <laughs> yeah, it's on reallifewithlaurie.com or lauriemakins.com. Right. And then of course you do this uh, weekly. It's episodic. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you in regards to catching the live broadcast that you do every week? Live? It's on, it's in the Real Life with Lori uh, Facebook group and I'm the one admitting things and it's just a public group that you can go and catch the episode. Um, we're Tuesdays at one o'clock. However, I have a huge mentor of mine coming on and he can only squeeze me in next Thursday. It's Michael Brody Waite. He's like, his TED Talk uh, caught about 1.7 million views so far wow. and yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fangirl of him. <laughs> I, read, yeah. I, I even emailed him, I'm like, I'm gonna go down this. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And, you know, I probably was a little too too creepy, but. <laughs> right, posture out the window. <laughs> it's like. Part of my charm. <laughs> no posture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, what time can people look for that one? That is one o'clock next Thursday. Okay, so that one o'clock. Same, yeah, same day. This Thursday. This Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. Because yes, I'm recording this on a Sunday before the new week. Fantastic. <laughs> I always have a hard time keeping track of all this stuff. Uh, that's the, the magic of technology. It is. It's Did you know, and you probably didn't, the last year that I was in radio, our morning show was coming in from Florida. No. Crazy? Yeah, like news would come in from that would be local, I believe. Our traffic would come in from Toronto. We had a morning show coming in from Florida. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's just the way that the world is going. And more so now with COVID, everyone's going to be starting to work remotely, et cetera. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you and I will be making our millions with our podcast. So it's no <laughs> big deal, right? We ain't got nowhere to go. You're virtual anyways. Yeah. Uh, so for me, more so. Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. Uh, number one, for just being so Lori. Uh, which oh. is awesome, which is raw, which is transparent and honest. And without those qualities, I don't think that people can relay the importance of a message the way that you do, uh, because you yeah. come from what, you know, <laughs> from a background that's obviously that that's been difficult. Uh, can I say you've overcome? Am I allowed to say I, that? You're- coming but i've still got lots of growth to do and that's that's the exciting part of it right it's kind of like with alcoholism like you know you're always an alcoholic so you're absolutely you're getting better each and every day i'd like to thank you for your friendship and and being there for me uh when i when i need an ear uh you know and and you've been great that way thank you And, and please uh for the listener for the viewer uh, to check out the Better Normal Summit. And if you have problems with mental health and you haven't shared it with somebody, Laura, would you mind if someone was to reach out to you? Oh, and that's what I mean. That's like, right. especially, you know, if they're in Canada or local, 
I know all the resources. I'm not a re- I'm a resource. I have peer to peer that I'm, I've got a, you know, two ears to listen, but I can at least, you know, flip you a couple of links to get to the right, to the next step. And it, that step might lead to in the next, the proper help. So. Okay. So yeah. real life with Lori, uh, that's going to happen Thursday at one. That's, that's a special time. And then later on that evening, the better normal summit that starts at six, correct? You got okay. it. All right, now make sure that I have all the information and the links. Uh, once again, I want to give a huge out, a uh, huge shout out to my sponsor. I don't know what's going on. Sunday is just not a good day for me. I'm ready, I'm ready to take a nap. Thank you for keeping me up. That's fantastic. Uh, yes, to Sean Gallant at Gallant Media. He does web design, graphic design, T-shirts, the mask that you saw earlier on, GallantMedia.ca. Uh, thanks, buddy, for being a very big part of this podcast, Lori. You take care. Be well, love, simply because you can. All right? You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now.